0: Yo, this is Art the Architect, from More Than Haircut Podcast. And I um I'm glad I got I got a chance to to reach out to you and also I'm glad my brother introduced me to you. So um uh, first and foremost, I would like for you to introduce yourself, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah. Um hi everybody. My name is Alex Wolf. I am a tech influencer, tech anthropologist, and I also care a lot about creative entrepreneurship. Um, So what I talk about is the relationship between technology and society. And I'm also the founder of Creative Business School, which is an online education platform that teaches creatives how to merchandise their brand with various products um, that make them reach their financial goals.
0: Cool, 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 cool. Um, I want to get right into it. Um, I said uh, fathers don't usually get the credit as mothers do. Mm-hmm. how important was your father's presence and how influential is he in your life?
1: So, so important. Um, my dad definitely was the type and is still, but as a, as a kid, um, my parents actually separated when I was two years old, they were married. Okay. They got divorced when I was two and my dad fought for custody for me. So I, I was actually in a rare situation where I had, my dad had the majority custody over raising me as a child. So that gave me more time to spend with him. And I grew up kind of being a daddy's girl um, in his world. And so I think his passion for technology, his passion for just, I think culture and art and all those things definitely had a huge influence on me. And, you know, everybody has family drama. Everybody has, you know, stuff that they deal with, but I definitely know how to appreciate both of my parents and definitely my father at the end of the day for everything he's done to push me and motivate me. And really, I think what I value most about how he raised me was not to emphasize how I look or anything like that. He was always very affirmative in making sure he told me, you are smart, you are capable. Um, And those types of like affirmations that validate parts of me that aren't just about looks which a lot of you know young girls are under that pressure i think yes. help me a lot to be confident
0: that make that makes me think about uh conversations that i have with my daughter her name is uh shaki and she actually she actually did this painting here so oh, it's beautiful oh um, that's her name means beautiful too so it's that's a conversation that her and i have where i'm like i'm big on integrity yeah that's the, that's one of the main things so the other thing is just know that you're beautiful and don't you know nobody has integrity mm-hmm. So, um, my next question is, you know, I read the book. I finished it.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so happy you enjoyed
0: it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I I don't really want to, I'm not going, I'm not going to give away, you know, what the, what people should read and and learn, but, um, resonate what sparked the thought. That's the first one. And then when did you know that it was a book?
1: Yeah. So. After, just for everyone who's listening, I started my first company on Instagram when I was 21 years old, and it was successful, but it was kind of a crazy situation because it went viral, and I had to pretty much learn how to run an online business overnight. And I learned so much about the process, I learned so much about myself, and after a few years, I actually decided to sell the company. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest things that I wanted to make sure I did after I sold the company was sort of share my story of why I think the messaging went viral and why it was such a successful brand. So the inspiration behind Resonate was really, I think I'm very passionate about creatives, not um, like you said, not sacrificing the integrity of their work in the name Mm -hmm. of an algorithm. And one of the things that I saw that really pained me the most was how many artists were changing the nature and the quality of their work just to get more likes or followers yeah. and, and not really stick sticking to the course and remembering that it doesn't matter what algorithm is there. There's a human being at the end of the computer or the phone, and that is who you should be paying attention to. So I really wanted to get that message out. And my book was my way of sharing that story.
0: Okay. I mean, like, just hearing, you know, the first couple of questions that I asked, I can see, I can see the um the impact of the book and what was, you know, what was really going on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, uh, next, so even well, before I get into this, um, a lot of what I read and a lot of what I got, it reminded me of my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is uh, Mark Means on Instagram. Is this the one that recommended the book? He, he recommended
1: the
0: book. Hi and thank you. <laughs> yeah, he he has a um marketing company. He was he was the one that initiated the uh, CEO millionaire. Uh-huh. The uh the concept and the idea a few years ago. Okay. But, but um, you know, like I was saying, y'all remind me of each other on how I say how technology, I say it took over, but like you said, you kept the human, the human side of what was going on. And, and, and using the technology to, to impact the world. So, right. I, I, see, I see a lot of similarities. So, right. you know, the next question, um, uh, I, I created an album called The Manufa Project. Manufa just means eternal beauty. I'm originally from Memphis. Okay. So, um, after reading the book, uh, The Artist Way, that kind of like, it impacted me in a way because my cousin introduced me, introduced me to the book and I was kind of like, I was thrown on putting in the work that I had to put in on just right. writing every day and taking a journal and not that's not being something that I did, but I was always a writer. Mm-hmm. So, the artist way by Julia Cameron was mentioned, and like what what did you get from reading the book?
1: Yeah, I mean it's been a few years, so I'm trying to remember, but I do agree that it does set up systems for you to start being more accountable about how your creativity plays a role in your life. And I think that I also remember it having a lot of like journal prompts and really encouraging free flowing um, stream of conscious type of writing, which I think is so therapeutic and so helpful. I was actually just tweeting about how um, how important it is that our schedule reflects our priorities and that our priorities reflect our values. Mm. Um, I myself, I mean, I don't know about you, but I get caught up in doing stuff that I'm like, why am I even doing this? Like yeah. you have to, I think what I like about that book is that it it has, it's kind of an accountability partner where it's kind of reminding you like, Hey, why are you doing this? And is this actually a part of the bigger you know, purpose that actually serves you. So I definitely recommend it for creatives.
0: Yeah, I, I do too. Um, you know, just to piggyback off it, it also it, it also helped me not have writer's blocks.
1: Mm, yeah. Just from,
0: you know, just from the fact that I'm a, I'm. some days I didn't even want to write, but I wrote big ass words on a page and I was like, you know what? It's, I, I still got the, the, the writing done. Your are ahead
1: like, of so many other people just by doing
0: that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like it, it helped me dive into myself mm. as, a, as, a, um, as, a, as a young male in, a, in, in Memphis. And it was just a lot going on, but I got a chance to really just dive into myself and then put my ideas on paper and then record them and put it out. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm thankful for that. That's great. Um, I feel as though personally I'm a bridge to the old and the young. So I still consider myself a millennium my elders look at me and say, I'm young. The young ones say, I'm old. Though. <laughs> what, what advice do you have for the people who are bridge gappers? A, mm. sense of helping elders and using technology. And B, how would you say, approach the young geniuses with wisdom?
1: Wow. What a beautiful, profound question. Um, so just for everyone who's listening Um, I think it's important context that people know that part of why I'm so passionate about technology is because I see how it um, isolates certain age groups, specifically older people. Um, There's a certain pressure in our society to keep up with new technology as it's arriving, as it's being invented. And if you don't, then it becomes a huge threat to your livelihood in more than one way. It, It becomes harder to find a job. It becomes harder to get even medical help. Um, and these are real threats and concerns for people who are older or just don't have the, the tech literacy to navigate um, these types of these types of things. And so it's, you know, I think initially people look at it and they think, oh, that's sweet. Alex cares about old people. And I do. I try <laughs> them to be very charming and full of yeah. wisdom. And I don't like how, for the most part, our culture disposes of old people but i think when you look at it from even another dimension i see our future as millennials and i see how we, yeah like that will be us one day and and part of why i'm so concerned is that i think between social media and just entertainment and all the distractions we have going on you can literally not remember or realize that you will eventually age, you will eventually be at a different life stage. And life is not always going to be the way it is. And not only that, but at the rate we're adopting the technology, we're gonna be locked out ourselves if we don't um either have a a slower speed in how we adopt things Mm -hmm. or if we just keep up. So, you know, again, I I think millennials actually take more action when they hear my message and they hear what I'm saying as far as, yeah, that's going to be you. It's like, yeah this, it. is not, yeah, this is not the time. I, I, I don't like to pity old people or think that, you know, we are uh, superior in any way. In a lot of ways, I'd probably argue the opposite. You know what I'm saying? If we were just like in a, in a you know, in a room, just chilling, because I, I see how much the skills and techniques that are very crucial for life i'm talking about cooking i'm talking Mm -hmm. about engineering i'm talking about um lots of skill sets that yeah that i think are 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 being less um taught and adopted by specifically american um adults for real (laughs) so you know this is this is important stuff and i think for people who like you said are the bridgers um, it, it, it's so important to know how to communicate to these different generations because you can be saying the same exact sentence to two people from different generations and they're going to hear something different. So, if you don't have the sensitivity to know how it's landing for both of those types of people, mm-hmm. then your life is going to be difficult because people are not going to understand you. Mm-hmm. So, it's worth taking that time out to be patient and figure out how to effectively communicate to people based on where their tech literacy is or what their generation is or just how they understand you.
0: And that that's making me think about uh The Last Dance. Mm. You know, because sure. like, I
1: didn't watch this week's episode yet, but
0: I'm not I'm not gonna go into it, but it's it's just more or less I grew up in that era, so I know I know mm. about the Pistons. I know about Boston. I know about LA. I know about Jordan but to see Michael Jordan in a whole different light and aspect, yeah. it's kind of like it's micro and macro. So now it's like looking at looking at Jordan, I can appreciate LeBron even more. Yeah. I can appreciate Kobe even more, and even even right. the players before them. So, right. in a, in a nutshell, it's just um, I think it's just gonna take some work because I even you know not only the last dance, but it, it also the conversation that you had with uh, Idris Idris Sandu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a lot of stuff that I personally wanted to, to to talk to him about and create. Where um, like I'm putting together my family tree right now.
1: Oh, nice!
0: And it's uh, I've been able to go back to like 1850 on both sides.
1: Amazing! I was gonna say I see a little old picture in the corner.
0: Sorry, oh, I'm- yes, it's, is, I'm, yeah, is that I'm, family? No, it's uh, it's actually I'm a barber, so oh, nice. It's, it's a it's a bunch of uh. All the gentle, they remind me of my father. So I was just like my father, my grandfather. I was like, you know, eventually I'm going to put it up on the wall. That's but nice. um, I wanted to be able to start recording like my father, my mom, my brother, my sister. So my kids, kids, and their kids, kids, kids can go back and watch this. And I get a lot of that from listening to Gary Vee too. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, you know, a combination of things from
1: That's
0: the dope. conversation y'all had and, you know, and that, um out of the out of the 10 stimulating reads what was your collected idea from the books and how do you apply it to your life
1: out of the 10 stimulating reads what was the what out of
0: the books what was what was like the the collective idea because i know like i know you got some from each and every book but like yeah overall like idea that you would say you got and you that you apply
1: well i think what is important about each of those books is that they don't really seem interesting at first sight you know how they say don't judge a book by its cover and stuff like that and i think particular sometimes as entrepreneurs we might think oh well you know i should only read books about business and only business books are going to help me But it's not true. I I like to point out that even if you're an entrepreneur, you can read books about science. You can read books about um, creativity, about economics, about philosophy. And they can offer you just as much, if not sometimes more, than like a traditional business book. So I think for me, what stood out collectively about the 10 Stimulating Reads was that they have something to offer that you won't expect to be as valuable as
0: they actually are yeah i can i can see that like when i saw the uh malcolm speaks mm-hmm. and when i saw that book on uh, zen buddhism
1: mm-hmm. i was
0: like man that um i want to go get both of them but i i can only imagine what you got from malcolm seeing like what and how you've been impacting the culture and then the zen buddhism again that was kind of like the artist way when i read and started studying zen buddhism um i'm I, I say, I'm, I, I think I'm just looking forward to that book, that, that second one that was on the list.
1: That's good.
0: All right. Um, what are your top five Jay-Z songs? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
0: that, that. You're, putting the the you're
1: putting me on the spot. You're um, putting me on the spot. Oh man, I wish I, I was prepared.
0: Three, no, I couldn't, I couldn't. I, okay, I, I know if I prepared it. you. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, my number one favorite Jay-Z song is Can't Knock the Hustle. Okay. I don't know why. It's just ever since I was a kid.
0: The song? I think it's the song in general. You know what I mean? Like again, reading the book and seeing the the how you mix the art and the business. That's what to me. That's what Jay Z did. He mixed the art and the business. I mix the streets. I'm a business. You know what I'm saying? I'm a businessman.
1: Um. So I would say that's. Oh man. Um. I've been listening to a lot of Reasonable Doubt recently too. That's why it's funny. Um. Well,
0: let's 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 take it to three then. Let's
1: take it, what? Let's take it to what?
0: The three, three songs.
1: Three, yeah. I'm thinking. Um, I like when I was at the concert a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I I freaked out when PSA came on, public service announcement. Yeah. Um, it's like you know, it's for me. My favorite whole songs are not about like how lyrical they are. They're just about yeah. the energy. Mm-hmm. So the energy of PSA is just so. Uh, like empowering and 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 um just makes you feel so confident Mm -hmm. so i'll put that as number two um since you put me on the spot let me think a third one um probably take over and and feel like that's the same energy it's like i literally have been in like ubers on my way to big meetings and that is what i'm playing in the car like (laughs) before i walk in yeah, like right. I'm like, I'm 5'2", I'm a woman, like I have to make sure my energy is 100% correct. Yeah. And that that music makes me feel like I'm six feet tall and I can do anything, so.
0: That's, gotcha. all right. Um, you being a barber outside of customer service, what's the way that I can use technology to enhance the experience for current clients and potential clients?
1: Yeah, I think there are a lot of ways. I think uh what what first came to mind is um testimonials like using Instagram and just um social media to get people to kind of show off how happy they are from the services. Um especially when we're talking about grooming and any type of service that is requiring like an aesthetic result. Mm-hmm. People really want to see the pictures. I know when I'm getting my hair done I don't want to just hear that you do it. I want to see that you do it and you can do it well each time. So I think, um, you know, having branded content around the results that your customers are getting specifically can kind of excite people who are looking for, you know, a new barbershop or looking for a new barber to be like, to keep you top of mind. It's so important in marketing. Um, Sometimes it's not about getting the customer right away, but it's about just reminding them on a daily basis that when the time does come, they know who to call. They know where to go.
0: Got you. Got you. All right. Um, Got a few more, you know, a few more questions. I know. Go
1: for it. hmm. It's okay if we go a little bit over the 30 minutes as well.
0: Okay. Um, Do you think school online is the new norm for school-aged children up to the collegiate level?
1: I think it's uh, way more normal than it was um, this 2020, for sure. I think, I don't know if you saw the news, but Twitter just announced that their uh, employees can now work from home forever. So, yeah, they announced that news yesterday. And even though that's one company, it's a big company and it kind of puts everybody else um, on the front line. The other big tech companies are now sort of like feeling the pressure to make decisions like that and definitely institutions like um schools and colleges are also really trying to crunch the numbers figure out you know if it's possible for them to to um go mostly remote
0: i think i think it's gonna have to because um i just think about the students that were that were on campus right uh-huh. leave campus now they work working from home right they work so it's it's, it's almost like one side of me is like, why waste that money going to school when I could just do the work that I was going to normally do from home? Right. So now it's less about the experience of, okay, I'm, I'm meeting new people and doing these things, and it's more about the work that's getting done.
1: I think so, there's going to be a huge disruption in education. I mean, I, I personally, I didn't finish school. I dropped out pretty right. much the second I enrolled. <laughs> yeah. and that, And I'm not saying that to encourage, you know, everybody's different, and some things you have to go to school to do. But um i think for me again growing up with so much technology i was just like i can learn how to do this you know mm-hmm. what i mean i can i can go to youtube university and and self-study if if um institutions if schools are going to require people to re- learn remotely then of course people are going to start questioning should i want to learn remotely from this institution or should mm-hmm. i do this myself so
0: yeah i found i I went through a situation and um, it's just kind of going back to the question about the elders. It was like once I, once I got put out of school, I had to sit around my pops and my uncles. And yeah. it was like, like I told my folks, I was like, I learned so much more sitting down with them than I would ever learn in a university where I have a podcast now called It's More Than a Haircut. And it just basically started from me having a conversation with other clients or my clients sitting in a chair. And once I said it's more than a haircut, it rung a bell because I'm like, look at the stock market. Mm-hmm. One would look at the stock market and go and get into cryptocurrency. One, right. one would look at cryptocurrency and get into the stock market. Right. And you would say, Well, I'm a psychologist because now they leave certain information with me that they might not share with, you know, family members, mm-hmm. significant others, or whatever. Right. So, you know, you 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 put that into to the mind frame too. So it's I can see what you're saying as far as school is, I'm not going to say it's obsolete, but it's just one of them things that I see that is being disrupted on America. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, what advice would you give to my son and daughter about technology and life? Now my daughter's 14, she's soon to be 15, and my son is 12.
1: Uh you know, I gotta be honest and saying I'm not sure I'm comfortable giving an answer because no, it's v-
0: cool. It's cool. I'm. I'm not. I'm not necessarily looking for an answer. Just, right. just on the well, just on the thoughts. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, and that is the answer, right? The answer is that we have, especially with the way we've designed our social media, um, the the victims who are experiencing the most symptoms of depression and and suicidal thoughts and things like that are actually young girls, Mm. Um, actually young black girls um, even more. And there's a bunch of research on this. If you, if you Google this information, you will see it. And it's a, a lot of that is because, um, You know, the way Instagram is designed and a lot of social media is designed, it's to compare our social lives, it's to compete our social lives, which is hard enough to do as adults, but you put that pressure on, you know, 14 year old and you are really you know potentially damaging their self-esteem the you know their confidence and so i think you know obviously i i don't have kids right now but i i do plan to have and you know i'm thinking about okay and i i have little brothers and nieces and things like that that i'm concerned about and the you know the 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 safest thing to do well i can't even say that i mean part of me wants to say the safest thing to do is like you know take the phone out of their hand but it causes social isolation now because everyone has the stuff that it's too weird if you don't have it so you have to somehow trust that your child will you know be um you know responsible and 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 apply critical thinking when they are seeing these images and these influences um that they you know that are coming from social media and you know American culture introduced these ideals of of you know perfectionism and unrealistic you know beauty standards with television, but it's Man. taken a whole new like world now with social yeah. media.
0: Well, I, I don't think it was just te- uh, TV. I think it was a uh, mag, you know, magazines. Absolutely. Uh, the TV, the movies, you know, just like everything in general.
1: Yeah. Where they market it,
0: you know what I mean? Where it's like. I always question the the facts of beauty where I'm like, so you telling me you gotta be this small, you gotta be this tall. Right. You gotta, your hair gotta be this, you know, your nose gotta be. So then you start seeing and I this is making me think about I had a conversation with a therapist, a podcast with a therapist. Uh-huh. And one of the topics I brought brought up was it was a young girl in California that killed herself based on the um the isolation with the with the COVID situation and the kids not being in school and around people. But yeah. She, she was like a baseball player and a basketball player, but it was like I was I was wondering like where was the pressure coming from, and I you know like hearing what you're saying and the perspective that you're coming from, I can see like it's a it's a real issue.
1: I mean, humans are social creatures, and I I was tweeting actually about how. You know, COVID is just part of the health crisis. The other part is going to be people dealing with self-isolation and loneliness, and it's very emotionally, very painful, yeah. um, and it's shaping.
0: So I, I feel, you. but I, I'm a loner, so it's like I go and paint. I'm gonna go draw. I'm gonna go write. Some right. I'm gonna take, and I and I feel like the artist way, things of that nature help me out to mm-hmm. do with self. Like, look, hey, go and clean up. Go and wash some dishes. Go and draw. Go and read a book. But it's like you said, a lot of people
1: We're still social. Yeah, we're yeah, still yeah. social.
0: Still, yeah. yeah, yeah. Still yeah social.
1: We need we need those and I, I, I love what you're saying. It is so important to know yourself enough to know, okay, how can I, you know, um explore my curiosity, explore my creativity. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, I think part of why I got so passionate about talking about how technology negatively impacts us is I was experiencing a lot of um, loneliness and de- I don't know if I want to say depression. because I never got it clinically like tested, mm. but, um, you know, I, I technically won at Instagram when I built my first company. I, I won like, in the sense that I got the followers, I got the fame, I got the money, but I, but I was miserable right so i think my important from an
0: empty standpoint when you said miserable or was it just
1: uh yeah i was miserable in the sense that i i had no self-esteem the, the reason why i started the company and I'm, I'm sure if you read the book you kind of yeah. saw some of the story is because i had an empty sort of inherited dream not a dream that I created for myself, but a dream that was kind of pushed on me to be rich and famous. That's a very common. White,
0: the white picket fence.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't for me. It wasn't even white picket fence. It was just like, you know, just like just be having a lot of tension. And well, I'm uh, saying
0: that's where that's kind of where like the the dream is built from, though. That's that's right. what
1: yes, that is. You're right. That is the origin of how this all got started, um, and so you know, I went into it with the wrong intentions. And I that's why I warn a lot of the people who come to me and they want to grow their following and they want to do this. And I, the first thing I ask them is why? Mm-hmm. Why do you have something to say? Or are you trying to receive validation from external factors? I think it's totally fine if you have a message and you want to be creative and you want to share, but you'll be surprised how many times people get stuck when I ask them and they realize they're trying to use are they're mistaking attention for presence they're mistaking attention for connection with actual people um and it stops a lot of it stops a lot of people so there's nothing to be ashamed about i think again this is a common pressure a lot of people feel they feel like you know you're not important or you're not um you're not worth anything unless you're popular and it's just not true but if you look around it seems like it is
0: yeah, I, that's I guess that's something that I saw from the uh, from the book mm-hmm. is um, being organic, like letting it letting it flow. Right. That, that that's going to resonate as well as mm-hmm. the artist way. Like let it be, let it be organic. Because if I'm chasing that high of what somebody else is doing, I'm I'm gonna let myself down. And I I'm like. I'm learning it the more that I go on personally. Like look, mm-hmm. that's what these people are doing. That's how they got their right. attention. like you got you have your followers mm-hmm. that you have. You know, you know how they interact with you. Keep continue to interact with them. More people could mm-hmm. come along as you go on, you know, on your journey. Mm-hmm. So I know I I found myself impacted in that way too where it's like man, this dude, I know this dude he doing woo 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 Right. I'm like, damn, man, I need to. <laughs> but then this other dude, I'm like, damn, I need to be doing this too. But I, I just, I tend to not get, get uh, try to get caught up into that. Yep, that's that's
1: the important part.
0: So this is kind of similar to the last question. Um, you being an adult now, what would you share to tell your younger self? Um, so I
1: would <laughs> say <laughs> I would say um, get a grip but in a loving way, because I was very confident and cocky about business and all these other things. But myself, my personal self esteem and my personal development was so low. Um, I dealt with uh, anorexia. I dealt with, like I said, just, I don't want to say it was clinical depression, but I was not healthy in the sense that anorexia is a sickness where you um you know obviously you you're you're not eating Mm -hmm. but it's deeper than not eating it's it's a form of self-hate it's a very abusive form of self-hate and of course when i was doing it i didn't see it that way i thought i was getting closer to perfection and looking back i'm like no girl you were starving your spirit you're starving your soul and um, that's it, makes me very sad to even think about that and think about how many people are dealing with that. So I, that's why I would tell her to get a grip in the sense that don't let, don't let, you know, don't try to be perfect. It's not going to happen. Um, and don't try to get validation from other people, from men, from, you know, people that, you know, you think you need the validation from. Um, again, it scares me how much it's how easy it is to win on Instagram, but still be a totally sick person inside your head. And that's why I don't respond well to, you know, people who, you know, again, people thought I was a genius and that was a lot of pressure on me too. People thought I was so special for learning how to figure out how to get people to follow me. And I was dealing with imposter syndrome because I'm like I'm sick, like I have a problem, mm-hmm. um, and it was scary to even admit that to myself because I didn't. I was afraid of what would happen. Yeah. But let me just say I am. I've never been happier now. I'm so happy that I can, I can balance. You know what I care about. And what other? Because you're always going to care about the opinions of others, but it should never come at the cost of your sanity or your health. I care about what my customers think. I care about what my audience thinks. I have to care about that, but I'm not going to care about it to a point that I abuse myself or abuse anybody, mm-hmm. um, because that's just that's ridiculous. That's not um, that's not something that I, you know, am willing to do ever again. So, yeah, I think yeah, I would tell I would tell her to please be kind to her to herself to her soul the inside i didn't realize you could develop i didn't know what an inside was i just i only thought the only i, I literally thought my job was to just make everything look good mm-hmm. i didn't know that my job was to make myself feel good yeah. you know what i'm saying
0: yeah. so
1: it, it was a really it was a really interesting journey
0: that's uh. It's some good, you know, some great insight because it's it's making me think about um, one of the points in the book when you were talking about the Jordans. Mm-hmm. I could relate to it where <laughs> my folks was like, "Hell no!" Not <laughs> <the name of laughs> Jordan. Jordan. But 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 it was like my son asked me for some Jordans, and it's making me think about okay, when I when I was when he came to me talking about, it, I was like, "All right, I'm 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 gonna share it with my parents, share it with me, but I'm gonna add to it." Mm-hmm. So, my homegirl has her own, um, I call it a stock market company called Amplify. Mm-hmm. So she actually worked on, on Wall Street. So she was like, instead of buying the kids things for Christmas, why don't you buy them some Nike stock? I was mm-hmm. like, all right. So what I'm going to do is, hey, son, you got to give me $30 towards the Nike stock. And I'll, you know, I'll put the other portion to it because I'm learning about the stock market. So he wound up doing it, and to this day he asked me, "Hey, how much, how much did I make off the, you know, off the Nike?" So it's
1: that's great.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, Why
1: do just want to invest the comp in the companies that you're paying? Because you know you ain't gonna stop being a customer no time soon. <laughs> my
0: iPhone. I'm like, look, we would. I told my brother we were AT and T, bro. So we gonna buy some AT and T stock. If I'm paying them every month, they are gonna have to pay me back every three months. I gotta get something out of. It. So, there you go. It's, it's I love some, that. Yeah, it's some it's some lessons that I learned just uh, putting in the time. You you good on the time, or you still gotta you gotta do? Yeah, it? I
1: have a few more minutes.
0: Okay. Um, just trying to see if I had anything else. Um,
1: I love these questions.
0: Yeah, I mean it's I mean I had to because I was like I'm reading a book and I'm like man this, <laughs> is dope. I do I do have another. Um, so my my background is in education. It is the streets, it is basketball, it is art. So being that and also like media, because I, you know, like I had my hands in my own media company, uh, as well as I wanted to start my own school, online school, because I see it's a need where a lot of people don't have formulas for their life. And not saying like it's for it's for me to benefit from. It's just right, this is something that worked for me. Right. If you take a zero from nine, or if you add a zero to nine, it's $90. Right. Well, I want to say this amount of money every week. or I might want to invest this into the stock market. If I'm able to help you get in that lane and see things, or just connect people through a network, I'm just like, how how would you say process that and just uh, control and take over that to move in that arena, in those arenas?
1: And like educating people on you know,
0: like the, the education and like the background in media, because yeah, I, I'm in I'm in a lot of different lanes, and not 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 necessarily trying to. It's just more or less like this is just what's been going on in my life, right? right. You know, from picking up a camera because my uncle used to film the the um, family the family functions for Easter, right? And now my brother and I we, we were picking up cameras, but now it's just like. I want. I just want to. I want to tap into those different different markets at the same time.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that um, I think it's never been a better time to be an online educator. Um, you know, I I'm I have a school. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm I saying? Thought, yeah, I've
0: been in. there, I've been in there. And,
1: and so the reason the reason why, and you know, we're just getting started. Like there, the the curriculum I'm developing is is you know it's not even all the way published yet, but you know. And I have a really good friend. Um, her name is Skittles. I don't know if you've heard of her.
0: No, I, I hadn't heard you call her out. But
1: yeah, she's, a, she's B. Simone's manager. I don't know if you know who B. Simone is. Yeah. But anyway, she's an expert marketer. Like, she is so good at marketing. Um, she's been in the game for a while. And one of the things she always says is she's like, look, y'all are happy to go and, and get, to get student loans. And y'all are happy to spend 100000 hundred thousand, two hundred thousand $200,000 on college. If you can't pay, you know, a few uh, hundred, a few a couple hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars in some uh, specialized education from a teacher that you've already proven that you like, who already knows how, what your vibe is, who already, then that's on you, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a
0: waste almost, that's, that's right? what I'm saying. It's like, it's
1: never been a thing. Like before, if you wanted to learn something, you had to go to school. You had yeah. to pay at least 50,000 to $100,000 to even get the information, and that was no guarantee that you were going to like the teacher. Mm, that You know what I
0: mean? Understand the yeah. information either, though.
1: Exactly. So then,
0: the, yeah.
1: the luxury, especially for our communities in the Black community, is like, okay, we can teach you. I can teach you marketing, and I can teach it in my style. Yeah. Um, and it's going to resonate on a different level because we share the same culture we can make the same cultural references um you know we have the similar interests and and ideas and that makes the learning 10 times more effective because it's coming from a teacher that you actually resonate with so that's that's what i have to say if you if you feel like you can empower people and educate people Mm. then and and they value the education you're giving them it doesn't have to be formal it doesn't have to be you know what we see the formal people are looking at us they're like they're jealous of what we can do
0: <laughs> and this is um you know this this will be the last point i know like you said you got you got a schedule so it's like one one point when i read in the in the book about uh i can't i can't i can't remember how to how to explain it but the graph the graph in the book when okay. people, how people catch on
1: yes uh-huh. I was
0: like, you know what, this shit right here. <laughs>
1: are you are you an early adopter? I have a feeling in,
0: you are. In in certain areas, my yeah. homeboy, my homeboy was like, hey man, check out this thing called Bitcoin. I'm like, man, what the fuck is a Bitcoin? <laughs> I thought he was just talking, you know, just talking crazy. But then right. I feel like if he would have said, "This is dealing with finances" or "This is dealing with money," I would have understood what he was saying.
1: Right.
0: But I, I still caught on in the early phases to see how I was telling people recently, like, I feel like we will have a government coin. And here it is a couple of a months ago that was like, well, we got a digital currency that we, we've been working on. Like, I can see, see why if Bitcoin is, was effective as it was. Mm-hmm. So I feel like some things, yeah, I am an early adopter. But it's, I think it's just more or less like having people become early adopters to what I'm on. Right that's I think that's that's what I'm working on from my music or from me being a barber, even my paints just different things. right. It's just I'm, I'm learning more about my audience and okay. I learned I learned that with my um the customer service aspect from working for my brother yeah and my pops, you know, like working in a restaurant, so yeah I, I do I definitely appreciate that, uh, that that grab. I was like, okay, I can. I can can apply this and there's no more pressure like man he over here doing this he over here doing this right I I, uh it's a dope it's a dope read
1: thank you so much but I'm
0: I'm not gonna hold you again I appreciate you Alex I uh
1: I appreciate you thank you so much for taking the time out to to ask these questions um I really appreciate it you and uh, your brother for recommending the book as well it means a lot
0: well he well what it was he recommended the um he sent me the link to you and Idris' interview. Ah, okay. And I was like...
1: True point. <laughs> yeah, I was
0: like, man, it's, I was like... I traveled when I, when I heard y'all talk. I was like, damn. <laughs> they talking about the next five years. I was like, damn, I've been thinking about the next decade versus doing a, a New Year's resolution. And then from there, it was just like, I got to go buy the book. I got to support. It. And I think I bought, like... I bought it for my brother for his birthday. I bought oh, it for nice. my daughter. And I'm like i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to get my sister to do to connect. <laughs> but um one last thing just share a quote an interesting quote or just just share something with the audience just the last last thing
1: interesting quote um what have i been telling myself recently oh you want to know the affirmation i've been telling myself the past few mornings it's, it's a little irrelevant to what we were talking about but it might help someone listening um is don't let overwhelm be a way of life. Um, I've been really overwhelmed lately. I've been scheduling a lot of stuff. I'm happy I scheduled this, but there's a lot of projects and and clients I'm working with. And I got to be honest, it's a little too much for me. And one of the things I value the most you know, I, I value being able to be a homemaker, taking care of my home. Um, even though I'm not married, I don't care. I like to take care of my home. <laughs> and um, I also value my independence. And so when I start to see how things in my life are threatening my ability to just enjoy my home or enjoy my independence, I know it's time to take a step back. So um, hopefully that's helpful for anyone listening who might be um, in that it, same
0: place. <laughs> they help. I mean, they helped me because I was little with the whole thing with COVID, last, last thing, I've been in the garden, I've been learning coding and um, video game programming. Cool. So then my other things, like you said, home, like taking care of the house. I'm like, yes. I've, been, I've been running, doing everything else, but like, when, it, when, it, when I come home, like, man, I'm tired of say I'm about to lay down, but yeah, I appreciate it. Of course. I'm gonna hold you though.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you I'm so fine. much. Um, can I do a little plug if anyone's trying to find me? Oh. Um, <laughs> my Instagram is Alex Wolf. And I have a blog where I talk about what we've been talking about on this um, call, which is tech anthropology and creative entrepreneurship, which you can find at alexwolf.co, not com.co. So say hi, find me on Instagram. And yeah, thank you so much for listening.
0: <laughs> uh, it's definitely appreciated. Awesome. Peace. All right. I reach out. <laughs>
1: Have a great rest of your day. All right. All right. Bye.